and welcome into another episode of Digging Deeper, the podcast from Four Construction Pros and Iron Pros that covers every aspect of the construction industry. I'm Wayne Grayson. On today's episode of Digging Deeper, we're joined by Daniel Cohen, a product application specialist at Caterpillar, to discuss compact machines and attachments. This one was a really interesting conversation. Uh, Daniel was really great, and we were able to get insights from him on the maturation or the growth of the compact machine segment in general. But we were also able to get into individual machine categories, take a look at what's making those more or less interesting, depending on the application, and how to go about matching work tools to a specific machine. So without further ado, let's dig deeper into compact machines and attachments with Daniel Cohen. Daniel, man, thank you so much for joining us today on Digging Deeper. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good, Wayne. Thanks for having me. Good, good, no problem. Uh, Daniel's got a, a beach trip to get to, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to keep uh, this episode uh, uh, pretty short and to the point. But um, yeah, we're we're gonna talk today a little bit about uh, compact equipment and um, and, and attachments. And I, and I think to kind of get us started, Daniel, um, you know, in terms of matching, you know, uh, matching these two things together, you know one of the biggest appeals kind of in general to compact equipment over the years as uh, this is going to be kind of like a market question to kind of get us rolling. But, you know, obviously one of the biggest appeals in, in the last few years, one of the biggest things that has led to the, to the growth of the kind of compact equipment market have been the work tools themselves. I mean, these are, you know, kind of compact tool carriers at the, at the end of the day. I mean, I, I think of several um, compact cat machines. I, the, the biggest one to me, I think of um, is the, that new 306 CR or relatively new 306 CR um, in terms of just like how, you know, especially the tool carrier configuration on that machine and between the stick steer on that thing and, you know, being able to put um, uh, a, a blade or, or an actual kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of skid steer like bucket on the front of that thing and, uh, you know, or a clamp bucket or, or whatever. Um, it just turns that thing into a completely different machine than just a, a normal, you know, six ton compact excavator. But um, yeah, give us an idea of, of that from what you guys have seen within Caterpillar um, in terms of the state of compact equipment, where the market is for compact machines and, and that role specifically um, that, that work tools or tool carrier configurations have really played in the giant growth um, and interest in compact equipment in recent years. So one of the things that we've seen, obviously, is, like you said, the growth in the compact industry. And I think a lot of that's being driven by, um, you know, job sites are getting smaller and, and people are expecting their machines to do more and be more versatile, which then leads into the growth and attachments. Um, the 306 that you mentioned, it, it is a it's a beast of a machine. And, you know, there are a lot of attachments that you can use on that machine, anything from, you know, flail mowers to tilt rotators um, to different types of grapples. There's just so many things you can put on that machine that make it suitable for all kinds of industries, right? So, you know, you can go from somebody just doing utility work, digging trenches all the way up to somebody doing landscaping or even in a, a scrap application, you know, we can put a shear on that machine. Um, so there's, it just opens up the different markets that that machine can go into. So it's, it's, I think that's driven a lot of the growth is the versatility of the machines. And along with that, the attachments that go on the machines. I mean, uh, b before now, what was kind of like the, 
the understanding, I, I think, within kind of like the a manufacturer mindset regarding compact equipment, right? I mean, I, I was talking um, a few months back to somebody that's in the industry and, you know, we, we were just talking a little bit about compact excavators and I, and I feel like, you know, what, 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 I'll, I'll kind of ask my question in the, in the context of this, but I mean, I was, you know, we were talking about mini excavators and, and he was like, well, you know, like with, with a mini excavator, you're, you're essentially, uh, you're, you're, you're moving up from uh, a guy with a shovel, uh, to this machine so that you can, you know, shovel a little faster. Um, and I thought that that was such a, uh, an interesting kind of way to contextualize that machine. And I, and I feel like that was probably, you know, before the, the attachments and the work tools and the stick steer and all that good stuff that's happened in recent years, you know, the, the thought around compact excavators or compact machines in general is, you know, just a little bit more productivity, whereas the real work was left to the, the real machines. Um, is, is that kind of, um, I, I feel like it's just, a, they're, they're just way more uh, considered now um, among in terms of like, if, you know, certain jobs or certain applications come up, whereas like, like, for instance, the backhoe used to be like the, the go-to, um, you know, machine for uh, a, a lot of guys just getting started. And, you know, now today, maybe they, they, th those same guys might, might go with a, you know, start off with a, a CTL and a, and a compact excavator or, or something along those lines. Um, or, you know, maybe guys that are a little bit further along in their, their kind of career and everything, but um, it, it, it does feel like the gap between the the larger proper kind of uh, lineup of equipment and these compact it, it it's 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 you know the, the gap between them is is decreased quite a bit right in terms of like um, when those things are are applicable and uh, when they are appropriate for the job right yeah so being able to to move machines around is, is an important part of this. Um, you know, there's more jobs popping up, maybe they're further apart. A machine's not going to be on a job site as long. So that's one area where the compact equipment really shines. Uh, if you compare it, like you said, to the backhoe, where if you're hauling a backhoe around, you're, you're going to need a, a fairly large truck, um, probably over that CDL, uh, threshold. So now you've got to maintain a CDL license. Um, insurance is going to be more expensive on those those trucks and trailers. Um, and then you look at the cost of that backhoe. So, you know, to buy a backhoe loader for not too much more, you, you could have a small excavator and a, a skid steer. And both of those machines are going to be better at their respective task than a backhoe loader. You know, a backhoe is still a great machine. It can do a lot. It's a, it's a jack of all trades. Um, but if you're purely trenching and installing, um, you know, water lines, sewer lines, septic, whatever, you know, the excavator is really the tool for that job. Whereas if you're, um, loading a truck, then, you know, the, the skid steer compact track loader is a loader machine. It's going to do better at that job. And then where the attachments play into that is, the, the attachments for those machines have, have expanded and allow you to do even more with the machine. So now the excavator is no longer just a trenching machine. Um, you know, like I said, we can put mowers on those. We can put hammers on them. We can put um, tilt rotators on them. They're just the list goes on and on on attachments. And then, you know, for skid steers, there's anything you can dream of. There's an attachment for it for a skid steer. So um, th I think that's one thing 
just the versatility of the machines has gotten better and better, which has driven uh, more and more customers to those machines. And, you know, when you go back to the, the humble beginnings of the skid steers and the, the mini excavators, they were kind of those one trick ponies. Um, you know, some of the earliest skid steers didn't even have couplers on them. Uh, they were just loader machines. But, you know, now there's a standard coupler for skid steers. So you've got a lot of attachments from your big manufacturers um, like Caterpillar or Bobcat or, or Kubota. But also it, it, that standard coupler allows a lot of smaller OEMs to, to play in that space as well for those more niche attachments. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that is another really interesting aspect about just kind of looking at the market for for compact machines. Um, it is is the amount of you know, uh, and, and and it might kind of go back to that that kind of standard coupler and the adoption of that industry wide. But the the competition is just so uh, fierce. I think in in compact equipment, I, I would say, you know, we we have reached a kind of level of uh, there there is quite a bit of um, you know parity between. Um, in, in the larger equipment space, um, just as an outside observer. And I, and I think that it, it's definitely been interesting in, in the last 10 years or so to watch as, as companies are, you know, trying to now differentiate on the technology side or on the services side. And it, it's, it's getting tougher and tougher because so there's, there is so much kind of good mechanically sound equipment out on the market. But on the compact side, I feel like there's just so much more room to innovate and uh, to kind of figure things out. And then when you throw in the the, the idea of electrification and um, and the and the application there because of the smaller machines and being a little bit more appropriate for like for battery power, um, it's it's just a really exciting space. And like you mentioned, all of the all of the the other smaller companies or the newer entrants or the established players, um, and and it, it ranges from companies that focus on just small equipment to companies you know like Caterpillar that you know, do everything up from, you know, the, a tiny little excavator all the way up to a, a, a giant mining excavator. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a really, really interesting space. And, in, um, in that way as well. Um, but you did mention at the end, uh, the, the attachments and I, and I do want to kind of, um, spend the rest of our time kind of talking about that, uh, specifically and what I wanted to get started on, on tool matching for those compact, uh, those compact machines. I, I wanted to see, you know, if you had an opinion on what, compact machine benefits most from a solid plan or around matching uh, the, the work tools that you're looking at specifically, you know, to the machine. Um, is, is there a good machine in your mind to start with whenever we start this, this, this discussion around, you know, how to match tools and, and um, uh, is, is there one that just, you know, having a good plan kind of going in and in, in terms of matching the tools to the job to make sure that, you know, you can, you're going to be able to operate those tools, you know, productively, obviously, but, but, but safely. And, you know, the, the, the machine is going to be able to send enough power along to those tools. I think you have to start with your skid steer and compact track loaders. And the reason I say that is because with the standard coupler that all manufacturers share, it, it opens up a world of attachment options. Um, when you look at some of your, your excavators, uh, they still have kind of manufacturer specific linkages. So you do have some limitation on, on what you can put on the machines, but you know, with the skid steers and the compact track loaders, you know, if it's got a coupler on it, you can put it on there. So I think that's where you really have to 
take a step back and look at, all right, what, what do I need to do with this machine? What machine am I going to buy and what attachments will that machine run? Um, and the, you know, the first part of that is, you know, what, what is my weight limitation on this machine? Because, you know, with the skid steer, you can have, you know, our smallest cat skid steers are 226. You could physically couple an HM418 mulcher, which is our biggest mulcher to that machine. And it'll, it'll lock on the coupler, but you can't run that mulcher with that machine. Obviously it's going to be too heavy. You're not going to have the hydraulic um, capacity to run it. So you, you do have to kind of, kind of have that foresight to say, all right, I'm buying this machine to do this job, but I may want to do this with it at some point. And that's where you have to match it. And, and the first thing is um, the size and weight limitation. You know, you don't want to have an attachment that's way too big for the machine. You're going to get unstable and tippy and, you know, potentially get into a, a, a dangerous situation there. Then the next thing you want to look at is your hydraulic capability of your machine. Um, you know, a lot of manufacturers offer the same machine with both the standard and a high flow offering. So if you think that running hydromechanicals is something you're going to get into, you, you may want to consider that high flow offering more. And then the third thing is the controllability of the attachments. So if you get into some of the more complex attachments like a cold planer or um, a greater blade or something like that, you want to think about how you're going to be able to control your attachment with your machine. Um, you know, and, and most manufacturers have commonized on the 14 pin electrical connector. Um, Bobcat still uses a seven pin connector. So, you, you know, when you're looking at that, you want to, make sure that you've got attachments that'll work with that machine or some way to adapt the attachments to your machine. Um, and there's lots of different stuff out there on the market, both from, you know, your, your OEMs as well as your, your aftermarket suppliers to, to switch, you know, if you wanted to put a cat attachment on a Bobcat or vice versa, you, you can do that. Um, the downside to that is you may not get the most ergonomic and, and user-friendly controls. So those are the three things, you know, weight capability, hydraulic performance, and controllability of the attachment. Now, when we when we talk about um, skid steers and, and compact track loaders, is, is there anything, you know, in, in that advice or in that kind of game plan that, you know, the, 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 the track platform versus, you know, four wheels um, is going to change? I mean, do, with that little extra little bit of stability right on the, on the track platform. I mean, do you get, can you get away with a little bit more than you, than you can with, with, with rubber tires or, you know, is, is it pretty much the, the same advice? Um, you know, a similarly sized wheeled and track machine, you, the track machine, like you said, is going to be a little more stable, um, but you still want to, you know, you still want to take it into consideration the, the operating capacity of the machine because a track machine will tip just like a wheel machine. If you, if you put too much weight on it. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, it's one of, one of those questions where I, I think uh, we, we, we don't want to overestimate uh, kind of the differences in, in the machines and, and, and again, go back to that, that idea of, of making sure that we're, we're doing this with kind of safety uh, in mind. And, uh, and, you know, not only that, but whenever, you know, if, if, if you're not matching the machine, right, I mean, your, your productivity is going to kind of take a hit too, uh, depending on exactly what you're trying to uh, pull off. But um, all right, well, uh, what about uh, compact excavators in terms of um, what should we keep in mind whenever we're, we're kind of matching and, and pairing with that? I mean, the, 
Um, I think the 306 going back to that is just like a perfect example of, um, you know, that, that machine is, uh, is definitely fully an excavator, but there's just so much about it, um, where you can operate it, uh, and use it like you would a skid steer. So, um, I, I guess with, with kind of that in mind, um, maybe take us through kind of like what the traditional kind of game plan is with, with compact excavators and tool matching, and then kind of like what, a what, what the, the, the differences are now with something like that 306 uh, CR. Yeah. I mean, I think in the past your, your attachment matching was basically came down to what bucket will fit this machine. Um, and that was dictated by pin sizing, pin spacing, and, and those measurements. Um, but as you said, the, the, the attachments that are out there for, for the machines have grown so much. Now, um, you do want to consider your hydraulic performance of the machine. Um, you know, one very popular attachment for excavators is hammers. And when you're looking at hammers, you want to match up your size hammer to the machine as best you can. So you need to know what, what flow rate does my machine have? And then that's really going to determine what hammer you, you choose. Because if you, if you put too small of a hammer on there, that is, doesn't have the capacity of your machine, uh, you're going to be sending it too much flow. It's going to be firing too fast and you're probably going to damage that hammer. The flip side of that is if you put a hammer that's too big on the machine, um, not only are you going to get into a weight instability situation where the machine's going to be tippy, but the hammer's going to hit really slow and it's just not going to be very productive. Um, so that's just one example of a hammer on an excavator. Uh, and you look at some of the other attachments, the same type of stuff holds true, right? So if you're, if you're wanting to put a, a mulcher or a flail mower on your 306, you know, you want to match it up with the flow and the pressures of the machine. Uh, to make sure you're going to get the best performance. Um, and then weight, just like on the skid steer, weight is also a concern on an excavator, maybe even more so on an excavator, because um, on a skid steer, if you put an attachment that's too heavy on it, you're going to know pretty quick. As soon as you try to pick it up, the machine's going to feel tippy. But with an excavator, you can get kind of a false sense of security because when you've got your boom and your stick up close to your your machine, it might feel pretty stable, but then you may swing out to the side over the side of the track and try to reach out to mow over a guardrail or something. And if you're, if your mower's too heavy, then your machine's going to get really tippy because that weight's now way out away from the machine. Um, so th those are the kind of things I would consider when, when looking at putting a, an attachment on an excavator. Yeah. And, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just kind of interesting to kind of, to go through here. I mean, there's, there's so much similarities kind of obviously between the, the considerations between everything and, and another, um, interesting kind of category is to, to me is, is the compact wheel loader space. I mean, there is, there are so many machines that are technically a compact wheel loader that look either nothing alike or have articulation, don't have articulation that are uh, more tool carrier than wheel loader or are essentially a skid steer or a compact track loader uh, kind of traipsing around as a, as a compact wheel loader. Um, that is a really, really interesting space. It's another space where there's been a lot of kind of in, innovation and kind of um, hybridization um, of, of different machine types. Talk, talk to us a little bit about compact wheel loaders um, 
you know, in general, I, I think that it is, uh, before we get into the attachments, I think it is a, a really good category to kind of uh, take stock of before we get into the attachments. From the from the Caterpillar perspective, um, what's what's interesting about the compact wheel loader space to you guys? And, um, you know, w- what have you seen in terms of the demand from the market? It's definitely been more of a, it's, it's a there's a lot of, you know, European use uh, of that machine, but it, it, it feels like there's been more and more interest in North America as well. But yeah, give us, give us you guys perspective on the compact wheel loader space? Uh, I think uh, in North America, we're, we're starting to figure out what, what they've known in Europe for, for a long time. And that is that there are certain applications where a compact wheel loader is a better option than a skid steer loader. And some of the reasons where the compact wheel loader would be a better option is, you know, they're going to be more fuel efficient because you're not using all that power to, to skid and turn. Um, you're going to have better tire wear versus a skid steer for that same reason. Um, for a similar size machine, you're probably going to get a little bit more lifting capacity out of the compact wheel loader because it's a little longer. Um, so so there's, there's definitely some advantages over that compact wheel loader. So if you're one area where we've seen them really take off is um, in, in nurseries and landscaping supply yards, they're, they're quicker to move around on. Um, they don't tear up the ground quite as bad when you're maneuvering around. Uh, so yeah, they, they've really started to take off and, um, th- just like skid steers and excavators, there's a lot of attachments opportunity with them as well. Um, many of the compact wheel loaders use the skid steer loader type coupler interface. And that is a, I would say that's both a good thing and a bad thing in some, in some areas, um, because it, there's already a lot of attachments out there with that skid steer coupler interface. Um, but the, the problem you run into is that the loader linkage on the compacts is quite a bit different. And sometimes you'll, you'll find that a skid steer attachment, even though the coupler interface is the same, there may be a physical interference between the linkage on the compact wheel loader and that tool. So you kind of have to keep that in mind when you're, you know, looking at that and, and not just go into the, with the mentality that, oh, it's got a skid steer coupler and this is a skid steer attachment should be good to go. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, even between the compact wheel loaders too, I mean, there's, there's differences in the, you know, the, the linkages and um, between Z bar and parallel lift, and then even some of the, the hybrid linkages as well to where, yeah, there's, there's kind of growing, uh, the, the opportunity for kind of growing confusion there. Um, but when it, when it comes to the compact wheel loader, you know, is there anything else to kind of keep in mind apart from what you've already kind of laid out in terms of, you know, matching, um, matching work tools, um, to these, to these machines or any, you know, interesting, uh, work tools to, to be on the lookout for that, that can really help you get your investment out of it. Yeah. Um, controllability of the attachment is is one thing to consider with the compact wheel loader um back to my i keep comparing them to skid steers but you know with the skid steer you've got two joysticks and typically you have you know rollers and buttons on both joysticks that you can use to control your your auxiliary functions on your attachment whereas with the compact wheel loader you've only got the one joystick and the steering wheel so uh, it gets a little tricky controlling some of the more complex attachments, but, um, just like anything, there's, there's ways to work around that. Um, there's plenty of people putting snow blowers on compact wheel loaders. Um, 
you know, at Caterpillar, one of our new things is, that we're coming out with is our, our line of nursery attachments. So as I said, the compact wheel loader is a very popular machine in that nursery space. So naturally we're, we're trying to consider that when we're coming out with our nursery attachments and having a good control strategy on those, those specific attachments. I mean, is there um, also on the, on the, on the compact wheel loader side too? I mean, uh, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of manufacturers that kind of bifurcate it that way in terms of um, where the joysticks are present and where the, the steering wheels are still present. I feel like on the, a lot of the larger machines, the, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more just kind of straight up uh, two joystick uh, control schemes, but um, the steering wheel seems that it still has a home on the, on the compact the compact wheel loader side. Do, do you see that that going away there in favor of a two joystick uh, control scheme, or is is do you think that that's that's got a it's pretty safe in terms of the on the compact uh, machine for some reason? That's a tough one. Uh, like you said, it has kind of started at the the big end, right? The, the, your big wheel loaders have kind of standardized on that, really, and and we kind of see it cut off on our our right as we get to our small wheel loader, which we consider uh, up to a 938 as a small wheel loader. Um, don't quote me on this, but I think there may even be a, a kit available to put a two joystick setup on a, on a small wheel loader. But I don't know that there's been quite the same demand for it on the smaller wheel loaders, or I should say smaller, but the compact wheel loaders. Um, you know, I think where the machines have primarily been used in the, in loading nurse or landscape supplies the single joystick and the the steering wheel has worked out well and there hasn't really been a need to change but um you know as we all know necessity is the the mother of all invention so it, it could be that as more and more people start using more and more complex attachments on the compact wheel loaders then that becomes a the solution right so now we want to control complex attachments well let's let's put a two joystick drive control in there. Yeah, no, that, that honestly wouldn't surprise me uh, in the least. And, and also just kind of like the commonality and control or the, as you know, moving forward with remote control, um, becoming more and more of a thing, um, you know, uh, that being a kind of like control scheme as well for you know, just about every machine you can, you can possibly think of. Um, definitely interesting. And yeah, there's just a, a lot to kind of be settled there. Um, in the development of those machines. Um, well, now that we've gone through kind of each compact machine category, I, I you know, wanted to ask a, a few questions about um, just attachments in general, starting with, you know, in, in your mind, what is, what is one of the most important attach, you know, if, if you want to go into specific categories, answer this, I, I would imagine that there's going to be, um, you know, depending on the category, we'll, you know, kind of determine which, you uh, which attachment that, that you want to talk about, but what are some of the most, or what are the most important attachments today um, in terms of most quickly, quickly justifying, you know, uh, ROI or, or bringing that ROI um, or, or just making, you know, the, a, a category of machine, you know, it's most productive or maybe opens up um, single-handedly opens up kind of like new work, to, to a, to a category of machine, that type of thing. What are, what are some of the most interesting or most important attachments that, that someone could consider uh, right now? Uh, I think we could definitely talk about this one on a, you know, a machine by machine platform. And we'll start with the compact excavators. The one that I see just 
taking off and and just proving to be worth its weight in gold right now are tilt rotators. Um, it just seems like more and more compact excavators are being outfitted with these all the way down to, you know, three and four ton machines. So that, you know, even your smaller compact excavators are, are starting to use them. And I think the reason for that is it just expands what you can do with your machine so much. Um, I've talked about it with other, other folks. Um, there's definitely a labor shortage. So if you can do more with your machine and one operator, um, then that's a, that's a benefit, right? So, uh, adding a tilt rotator, you know, you get 360 degrees of rotation, you get the side to side tilt. If you're doing any type of grading work, it's a, to me, it's a no brainer. Now the, the gotcha on the tilt rotators is it, it takes some stick time to really get good with them. And I won't claim to be anywhere near proficient with a tilt rotator. I know what, what button makes it do what, and that's about as much as I'll claim to be as far as a, a tilt rotator <laughs> operator. Um, but you know, I see videos on, on Instagram and, and other social media platforms, people doing just incredible stuff with the tilt rotators. And I'm just, I just, I aspire to be as good as some of these people I see on social media. It's, it's amazing. Right. Well, the, the other thing with the, the compact, you know, I've, I've actually asked other, it's interesting that you bring that up um, the, in terms of the tilt rotator. There, there's, there's kind of some, um, I don't know if it's disagreement or, or, or just kind of like different lines of thinking, I think, depending on the manufacturer, on tilt rotators in the compact space. If you, if you ask that question to, to, to different manufacturers, you get like a different response depending on who you're talking to. But I, I think one that I've definitely seen is that they don't, you know, a few that I've talked to don't see the, the utility or they just don't see it being a thing, uh, I guess, in their, in their own space. And, and depending on kind of, you know, which country they're, uh, they're, they're based in, it's more or less of a thing. But then I, I think one of the other things that I, you know, keeps coming back is like the, well, is the tilt rotator more expensive than the machine that you're putting it on type of a thing. And like, you know, when at, at that point, um, or is, is it, you know, a, you know, three fourths of the cost or, um, does it take a little bit longer? But to your point, I mean, you know, you get a guy that's really good with it, 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 he can, he can do a lot more, a lot faster. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and the attachments to go on the attachments are also expanding. We're just going down a rabbit hole here, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, the tilt rotators have been popular in Europe for a long time and they've, they've kind of figured out what attachments pair best with them. But, um, here in North America, they started off with the buckets and the, the grading style buckets. And now you're seeing a lot more grapples and um, stuff like that. And that's where you're really going to start to see more and more productivity is, is when you start pairing the tilt rotator with some of these specialized tools, like uh, we're coming out with some new grapples here first of the year um, for our tilt rotators. And, you know, what they allow you to do, if you're, if you're in a, uh, a logging type application and, and you're sorting and stacking logs, you know, now you can have a mini excavator, you know, one of your larger mini excavators, like a, a 309, um, you know, you can put that machine to work sorting logs and, and doing, doing those tasks. And then when you need to do some excavating, you drop your tilt rotator off, throw a bucket on it and, and go to work excavating. So you can, 
potentially replace a dedicated machine with you know your mini excavator that can do multiple jobs um, so and everybody has to make you know decisions for their business but i wouldn't i would i would encourage um owners and operators to not rule out a tilt rotator just based on the cost of the attachment compared to the cost of the machine because i, I do think it it gives you a lot of flexibility in what you can do with your machine no, I, I feel like we're definitely at a turning point in, in North America with regard to that attachment. And it's been interesting over the last five or so years to kind of see it as, yeah, it's interesting. Some guys are figuring out what to do with it, but that's mostly a European thing too. Oh no, it's really cool. And it's really capable. And there's lots of stuff that we can do. And I think now today we've got re fully re gotten to a point where that is becoming the advice is like, well, you know, maybe it is something that you should take a look at because um, like you said, I think that the, it's the the not just the functionality that the rotation and everything kind of gives you, but it is the that on top of everything that kind of plugs into looking almost at it as less of like a an attachment itself and more of as like a, a really advanced coupler um, system that that kind of expands your and then there's there's lots of creativity going on that there's there was some um, there, there's some attachments that, that are being worked on that are, you know, kind of replace, um, you know, the, the trenching robots, right. Where you can kind of, uh, the, the compaction robots where you can actually compact from the excavator seat with this, with this attachment and, you know, it's compatible with tilt rotators. There's all kinds of like really cool stuff, um, that is being worked on in, in that space. Um, what, what are some other kind of uh, attachments apart from the, the tilt rotator that are, that, are, that, that, that are kind of really interesting right now or, you know, can kind of quickly bring back that investment? On excavators or all machines? No, all, all machines. Um, I think some of, the, some of the interesting ones we're seeing right now is uh, kind of this, this new um, generation of, of what we'll call smart attachments or, or more integrated attachments. You know, we Caterpillar um you know at con expo a couple years ago we launched our smart grader blade and we've got our smart backhoe and and the smart dozer blade but now we're seeing both deer and case come to the come to the table with their versions of the smart dozer blade uh so you know deer's got their 333g with the the smart grade and, and case has got their uh i believe they're calling it the minotaur machine so those yep. are those are taken off and and that goes back to kind of where we started this conversation of why is compact equipment gaining so much popularity and it's because you can do so much more with it that used to be left just to the big boys right so you know this whole dozer segment it used to be you know you needed a a, a dedicated tractor dozer to do some of these jobs that now you can put a dozer blade on a compact track loader and and take off and maybe you don't need to bring in a tractor trailer and a low boy with a dozer on it. Um, so, so the smart attachments, I, I'm interested to see where that goes over the next, you know, four or five years. Um, you know, the other manufacturers are, are stepping up their game and, and bringing some really, really good competitive attachments, um, which is going to, you know, at Caterpillar, it's going to force us to, to continue our, our innovation with those attachments. Um, so, you know, we got the, like I said, the, the grader, the backhoe and the dozer. Uh, just recently we launched our new smart creep feature for our cold planers. Um, that's just another way to, to better integrate the attachment with the machine and, 
and make the operator's life a little bit easier. So um, it's exciting to see where that's going to go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, with, with, with the compact segment too, the other cool thing that's kind of going on in, in the, uh, the smart attachment space, um, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, Case and, and Deer have, have, have brought out their own kind of like dozer attachments. But the, the interesting thing, more so than just kind of like putting a, a dozer blade on these machines is that each of the solutions that, that we just talked about, the cat solution, the deer solution, the case, there, there was the case solution. There's in the development of those, there was an, an identification that, that the, the need was beyond the dozer blade. Cause that's, that's nothing, you know, particularly new. It's, it's about making that better and using today's technology to make that experience better. And so it was a combination of hardware and software where these electro um, hydraulic control schemes have enabled you know, it's the matching of the application to the control scheme to where they, they, they're all able to, you know, they switch into when they recognize the attachment, they switch into or can be switched into out of a skid steer or compact track loader mode um, into a dozer control mode to where it, it feels you know, like, like, um, like operating a, a dozer, um, the, you know, there, there can be, there's stuff that can be done with even like the hydraulic flow that can like mimic, uh, uh, the kind of like the give and take of, of, of operating a dozer too on these machines. So what's interesting about that moving forward is, is not just like, to me, it's not just the hardware, but it's that, that mating of, of hardware to software to replicate, like what, and you brought this up multiple times with some of these attachments, but like the controllability, Right. And, and, and the feel of that. Um, and there's so much that can be done now with the combination of, of the hardware and the software and the control scheme uh, to make that possible. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting time. And, and you know, with these dozer blade attachments, I heard the like you said, the dozer blade on a skid steer is not a new concept. It's been around for a long time. But. Um, when we started with this smart dozer blade journey, we were talking to operators and, and just getting feedback on it. I had an operator describe the old style dozer blade as one of the most hateful attachments he'd ever run. And it kind of stuck with me. I, I laugh when I think about it. Um, but it, it, it was not user as user friendly as it could be. Right. I mean, it was, you know, you were trying to make fine grading adjustments using buttons on a joystick and, you just don't have the resolution that you need for fine grading with a button. And that's, that's what drove the, Hey, light bulb moment. We've got these EH controls. Why not, why not tie the attachment into the machine more and, and use the joystick where you've got a nice range of motion and good modulation to, to control this attachment. Um, and that's where, that's where I think things really have started to take off. And now you've got an attachment that maybe you've got a dozer operator. He can get in a skid steer and feel comfortable running the skid steer with a dozer, but you've also got your skid steer operator that may have never been on a dozer can hop in the same machine. And both of those operators, even coming from different backgrounds can still hop in this one machine and, and be productive. So it, it's really cool. Um, I'm, you know, I keep saying it, but I, I'm excited to see where that's going to go in the next four or five years. No, absolutely. Um, and, uh, I think to round us off here, um, 
you know, I think one of the other things that's interesting right now too is, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the utility of, you know, whether it's landscaping or utility contractors or, you know, we've talked about a few kind of specific disciplines that, you know, are, are obvious choices uh, or where the compact machine is an obvious choice. But, one, you know, one of the, one of the areas that I, that I see these, these machines also, uh, especially when I think about just kind of like the coal planer attachments or some of the other kind of like road or parking lot or, you know, paving or uh, grading attachments is that, you know, maybe some guys that are, maybe they're, they're, uh, they, they, there's just a lot more multidisciplinary contractors. Um, and whether that was done out of necessity because of, you know, uh, the, the economic downturn, uh, and, and in 2008 where guys had to, you know, get skinny and make sure they were using all their machines or just start to, to rent a lot more and turning to compact machines for, for various things. Or if it was a similar situation to where, you know, they wanted to diversify or 2020, you know, the pandemic kind of pushed them that direction. Um, there's just a lot more, you know, um, it's almost becoming more, you know, you, you, you really need to be looking for ways to kind of like diversify your, your revenue. So with, with that in mind for, for, you know, the guys that are, you know, uh, maybe they're, you know, excavating, ex, you know, excavation contractor and they're looking to get into, you know, um, parking lots or, you know, more kind of like paving work or, you know, some smaller stuff like that. What, what are some really interesting attachments to look at or even machine categories that might serve a multidiscipline uh, contractor well? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. You know, the, 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 the owners and, and customers that are diversified and what they do, um, you know, they, they really have to look at their business and, and determine um, what attachments best suit their needs. Cause I think uh, one, one example I'll use is a lot of customers that do, um, you know, in the Northern States, they'll do landscaping in the summer and snow removal in the winter. Uh, so, you know, they've obviously got one set of attachments for their, their landscaping needs and then a completely different set of attachments for their, their snow removal needs. But um, there may be some overlap there. Like, uh, you know, a lot of times people will use a, an angle broom if, you know, you just get a light dusting of snow and you want to clear snow off a driveway. You could use that angle broom for that. And you could also use it for, for job site cleanup as well in the summertime. Um, uh, I wouldn't, you know, we've talked a lot about some of the, the more high end attachments like tilt rotators and smart attachments, but don't count out your, your more basic attachments like, um, grapples and, and multi-purpose buckets. Um, you know, those attachments, you can do a ton with them. You know, you, you put a industrial grapple rake on a machine, you can, you can do land clearing, you can do, um, you know, kind of soil prep, clearing out roots for yards, um, you could even do like storm cleanup or, or natural disaster cleanup. Um, you know, every, it seems like every region of the country has their own set of natural disasters to deal with here in, you know, the Southeast where I live, it's hurricanes, um, in the Midwest it's tornadoes and then out West it's wildfires. But, um, anything with a grapple come cleanup time is, is a handy tool to have. So, uh, there's, there's just so many attachments, um, you know, your multidisciplinary guy, I would say, aside from your standard bucket that, you know, goes on the machine and your set of forks for your skid steer, um, 
have something with a grapple because you'll find some way to use that on a job. Um, so yeah, there's, it, it, that's a tough question to answer, to be honest with you. It's kind of a case by case basis. No, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, like the, what, whatever they're diversifying into, right. is going to determine exactly what they should be looking at. Um, but no, I, I think that those are some, some good tips. And I, and I, I think that everything we've kind of talked about today, you know, hopefully that, that makes the, um, the research process and the kind of the buying process a little bit easier for, for the guys that, that are looking to kind of, um, either pull more compact equipment into their fleet or, or looking for different uses and, um, and, and in different ways to use these machines and, and get more and more use out of them. And, you know, um, pulling in new attachments and new tools is a, is a really great way to do that in general. So, um, Daniel, man, I, I appreciate you, um, you stopping in and, and, and kind of taking us through this whole thing. Is there, I guess the last thing that I'll, that I'll ask is there, is there anything else that kind of comes to mind that, that we didn't get a chance to, to talk about that you, uh, that you did want to say, or, or do you feel like we've, we've covered everything pretty much? Uh, I think we've, you know, we've covered a lot. Um, you know, you, you kind of made the point of people adding compact equipment to their fleet. I would say that if you do have, you know, if you're, you're a customer that has historically been in larger equipment, you know, larger excavators and, and larger equipment like that, they, they do kind of tend to be dedicated machines, you know, a 336 excavator may, may run a bucket its entire life and never, you know, never run any other attachments. So people coming from that space, this whole concept of, oh, I can have a mini excavator and 10 different attachments to do 10 different jobs. That might be a new concept to them. Um, so, you know, I, I would say YouTube is your friend. Um, there's tons of videos out there, both from you know, Caterpillar, we put out our videos, but there's also a lot of, a lot of, you know, natural customer videos, you know, where customers are, are talking about different attachments from all different brands. And, you know, sometimes even attachments that they've, they've come up with on their own and built on their own. So, um, yeah, just get out there and start exploring. And, you know, if, if you have a certain job that you're trying to do with a machine, chances are somebody else's run into that same job and has, has crossed that bridge before. So there's probably a solution out there. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, man, thank you so much again for, for joining us today on Digging Deeper. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, again, Daniel Cohen uh, from, from Caterpillar, product application specialist at Caterpillar. Thank you so much, man. And uh, we appreciate the time. Yeah, I look forward to doing it again sometime. Absolutely, bud. Thanks. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of Digging Deeper. Thank you so much for joining us today to listen. And thank you again to Daniel Cohen for hopping on to talk about compact machines and compact machine attachments. Uh, if you want more information on compact equipment, be sure to check out forconstructionpros.com as well as ironpros.com. Ironpros is a new platform that is specifically built around researching everything you might need to buy in the construction industry, including equipment, workwear, and technology such as software and construction technology hardware solutions. Check out ironpros.com for all of your construction buying needs. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Digging Deeper. We'll see you in the next episode.